This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mix. You've waited patiently all day. All week. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. 10-5, touchdown Chargers. To college. Connor Stallions. Like, bro, get a life. To the pros. And then you never have to play Will Harris again. Works for me. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Welcome in to the payoff on this Thursday afternoon. We've got a full slate to talk about today. I don't want to talk about Connor Stallions. I'm sick of it. But you know what? They keep giving us reason to do it. New reports come out every day. And yesterday, well, between last show and right now, we found out just a tremendous amount of information. Multiple reports coming out. It's not looking good for the boys in blue down in Ann Arbor. We'll talk about that. We're going to get to that that Pistons game last night. Uh, probably the last time we'll talk about the Pistons for a while because they're going to give us no reason to. But Cade Cunningham. Ooh, did he look good. Before we get to that, though, John, uh, We've got a giveaway today. Do you think I should tell the people what it is right now? Yeah, I mean, we're giving away at 632, but I think the people should get ready and excited for it. All right. Here's what we're giving away today. 632. All you got to do is text the Frick Sports Bar text line 989-837-6125. Let's text the word state to win Mm. four Michigan State tickets to the Nebraska game a week from Saturday. Again, if you text the Frick Sport, Sports Bar text line 989-837-6125, text the word state, you're going to win four you have a chance to win four Michigan State tickets to the Nebraska game a week from Saturday. Real exciting stuff, John. Yeah, and good self-restraint from you, not the, you know, the word being urban or Meyer, but the word <laughs> is state, S T A T 989-837-6125. We don't need to get too much into the, the Urban Myers. We, we, <laughs> if you want to hear us talk about Urban Meyer, you can go ahead and check us out. Uh, podcast version, Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. What else are they on, John? Everything, I mean, You right? get the big ones. If you got Amazon Prime Music. There you go. If you got the Google Podcast. Yeah. I don't know anyone that uses those, but sure, go ahead. Whatever you get your podcast, you can go back and listen to us talk about Urban Meyer. You can go back and listen to us talk about Connor Stallions, or you could just keep listening because that's what we're about to do right now. This Connor Stallion thing is just, every day it seems more and more apparent that this is a interweb kind of scandal that just is involving more and more and more and more people. The whole argument of he's acting alone is gone. The whole argument of Jim Harbaugh can't know about this. I seriously doubt that's true at this point. What we're finding out on an hourly basis is Michigan's guilty. And the NCAA is coming. Now, we don't have any proof of this yet, but if all these reports are true, a quick rundown of what we've learned in the last 24 hours since yesterday's show. Washington Post gives us some uh, details on the amount of money being spent, the budget. Eight different Ohio State games they've gone to this year, or they had planned to go to this year, cost $3,000 in travel. Over the entire course of this season, they planned on spending $15,000. Again, these are all reports. We don't know any of it yet. But if all this stuff is true, 
It is not looking good for Jim Harbaugh. Job very much in the air. NCAA could come in real quick with this thing. What else did we learn from the Post article? Scouts were sent to 40 different games, 10 different opponents. And this is the worst part. This is the part that upsets me, honestly just makes me sad. They're bringing student interns into this. Connor Stallions wasn't acting alone. He wasn't the only one going to these games. He was sending student interns to these games, sitting them at the 50-yard lines, and they were videoing opponents, their sidelines, their signs, and apparently there's picture evidence of this. Now, when you bring the student interns into it, that's when I'm like, come on. That, that's, that's sad. Because what are you, you going to do as a student intern when a, a full-time staffer for Michigan football, the second-best team in the country, looks at you and tells you, you have to go do this now? You're not going to tell them no. That's where I start to have a problem. I feel bad for these interns. If they're about to get punished, is their rest of their lives going to be ruined? Probably not. But I feel bad for these guys at this point. As much as I would love to sit here and defend Jim Harbaugh, and I did that for a few days last week, we're just at the point where if you're a Michigan fan, hang the hat. Wave the white flag. It's over. And here's the good news. The season's going to continue. Michigan has, and this investigation's probably far from done. But once it's over, and the NCAA sends their allegations to Michigan of what they're being accused of doing, Michigan has 90 days to respond. And they don't have to say anything for 90 days. That means you can wait until the season's over, and you can keep playing. And the NCAA can't punish you until they go to trial and all that jumbo-mumbo which means that's not going to happen until after the playoffs. But here's the catch. The Big Ten can jump in and do whatever sort of investigation they want at any point. The Big Ten could decide, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, go ahead and keep your butts in Ann Arbor for this Big Ten championship game. They can do whatever they want because they're a separate entity than the NCAA. And who knows about the college football playoff committee? Do they want to punish Michigan? Are they going to not be a top four team come Tuesday when the initial rankings come out? I don't know. This is so uncharted territory that we're all in this for the ride. This is going to get rocky. And the more and more, as much as I would love to say the worst of it's behind Michigan, it's just feels like every few hours we're finding out more and more and it looks uglier and uglier for the Michigan Wolverines. And I didn't even get to what we learned from some of these other articles. What we learned from the Washington Post was the NCAA visited Michigan today to search for some of the electronics within the football program. What we learned from The Athletic is there was a third-party investigation that had access to some of the electronics and computers at Michigan and had access to some of these hard drives before the NCAA did. And this third party, whoever hired them, which is an entire another mystery that I think at some point we're going to find out. But for now, we have no idea who hired this third party. They're the ones that sent information to the NCAA and gave them a heads up about what's going on. It's just getting weirder and weirder. And the more information we find out, it, it just seems so apparent. If you're texting in and, and have been one of those people that's been defending him, oh, Jim Harbaugh's done nothing wrong. 
Connor Stallions is acting alone. You can't, it's just not true. If all these reports are true, which there's no reason to believe they're not, Michigan's going down. Not this season, but it's coming. A postseason ban's in play. Jim Harbaugh's job's on the line. And maybe the NCAA tries to suspend him for a full year, suspend him for a half year. But you guys know how petty Jim Harbaugh is. We all know. He'll leave before he can get suspended again. He already served the suspension this year. And the suspension he served this year was self-imposed. The suspension for the cheeseburger incident, the illegal recruiting during a COVID dead period, NCAA hasn't even wrapped that up. So they could have two separate suspensions for Jim Harbaugh. He's not going to let them do that because we all know there's jobs lining up in the NFL for this guy every single offseason. This empire could be done as soon as this year, John. Could be over. So if you're a Michigan fan, please stop defending Jim Harbaugh. Please use your brain a little bit. Read some of this stuff. It's it's just not happening. He's not getting out of here squeaky clean. The NCAA is going to find stuff. It's just a matter of when. So if you're a Michigan fan, enjoy these last couple months. I will. I'm going to sit back and watch them kick everyone's butt for the rest of the year. I still think they're going to do it. They they might do it, but can you just sit back and watch? Do you think there's going to be punishment this season? I, I don't I mean, think it's possible. The more that comes out, I, that, that's the Not by thing. the NCAA, but the Big Ten could come in and <laughs> yeah. do whatever I they mean, want. Th- that's what we're talking about, and you talk about the other things, and, and the whole uh, you know speech today has been, oh, well, the college football playoff and the NCAA, people are treating them like two completely separate entities. If the college football playoff committee doesn't allow them in, they're not playing for a championship. And, and, like, that, and that could still be on the table. Like That's the thing that concerns me, because like you, as you say, Oh, I'll sit back, I'll watch, and then, okay, these punishments might be in the future, might be next year, the year after that. Who says, why not this year from the Big Ten, from the college football playoff? That's still, in my opinion, up in the air right now. I, I, I guess I can see the Big Ten saying, you know what, you're not playing in this, nas- in this Big Ten title game. Yeah. I could see the Big Ten saying, hey, Penn State, Ohio State, all these other future schools that Michigan has still remaining on the schedule, you guys can opt out of this without a loss. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to hurt you. But I did, how the college football playoff committee could sit there and say, we don't think Michigan's one of the four best teams in the country, that would seem like a personal vendetta shot to punish Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. And I'm saying they're in the wrong for doing that. That would just be a... It, that's that. The problem with that, though, is that's not based on allegations or information because nobody on the football committee is on the investigation team. They know just as much as we do. That would be... If they're not one of the top four teams on Tuesday's rankings, that would just be a personal shot at Michigan by the college football playoff committee. And they might do it. And it's hard to say that they're in the wrong for it. Well, a lot is going to be determined when the first rankings are revealed this upcoming Tuesday on Halloween. Right. If they're in the top four, they're not going to get out of that. If I don't think they so lose. either, but it's... But here's the catch. If, a bad they're, look. if they're number five on Tuesday yep. and Ohio State and Penn State both say, we don't want to play you, how are uh, they going to get in? How are yeah, they going to jump anyone? That's and if they're not allowed to play in a Big entirely. Ten championship game, yeah. they're probably not going to find a way to get themselves in. <laughs> it's a tough scene. It's a tough scene, but brought upon yourself. Brought upon yourself. Jim Harbaugh. No, he's, he's clueless. He has no idea what's going on. 
Jimmy Harbs. Uh, has you not. always want to be above, above approach, especially when you're good, uh, because you don't want people to you know, come back and say, oh, they're winning because they're cheating. We want to be above approaching and everything. Do everything by the rules. Because if you don't, if you, if, you, if, you, if you cheat to win, then you've already lost. According to Bo Schembechler, and, uh, <laughs> right. and Bo is about next to the word of God. <laughs> what is there a military helicopter flying above his head in that? <laughs> I tried to edit it out. I, th- I the, think they're doing that from an airplane. Th- that was a <laughs> clip from when he was the 49ers coach. Yeah. Quoting the great Jim uh, Bo Schembechler. You can't cheat. Mm-hmm. Can't cheat yourselves. Um, very, very ironic. Remember, we're giving away four Michigan State tickets to next Saturday's game. Not this Saturday. Next Saturday's game against Nebraska. Four different tickets. All you have to do is text into the Frick Sports Bar text line the word STATE. 989-837-6125. The word STATE will give those away at 632. Keep listening. We'll be back in 90 seconds on the payoff. The payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9. The Mitt. Yeah, Jim, you said that you, you do think the team maybe has, or the program has maybe a bit of a target on its back. Can you? I think you said that, and I agreed to it. Go ahead and book it with this Michigan-branded Amex card with my legal birth name on it. Don't forget to go through the team's official ticketing website. Make sure that receipt goes to video espionage department at umich.edu. You do such a great job with those, John. I try. It, 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 here's my thing, John. I'm just not sure what the NCAA could possibly do to punish Michigan in 2023. But at the same time, I want to ask the people, do you think they should be punished in 2023 before this whole investigation allegation thing is even wrapped up? Because that's the thing. I I don't get how you could, if you are the NCAA and you find a way to punish Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines prior to the season, well, then you're playing favorites or anti-favorites. Because in all other aspects, if you're following your rules, which is why Michigan is in trouble for breaking the NCAA rules, if you're following your own, you got to give Michigan 90 days to respond to your allegations. And those allegations haven't been sent to the school yet. The only thing happening right now is an investigation. Once that's cleared up, that's when you inform Michigan. They then have 90 days. And the NCAA has to sit back and watch Michigan maybe keep winning football games. So I asked the people. Use the Frick Sports Bar text line to answer, 989-837-6125. Should the Michigan Wolverines be punished this season? And if they should, how so? Should it be the Big Ten taking away a a championship game? Should it be the college football playoff committee just saying, pretty much put their middle finger up and say, you you don't get to come into the playoffs this year? I want to know because it feels like every single person has a completely different opinion to this whole situation. And if you want to come text in the show and and defend Jim Harbaugh, go ahead. But I feel like you're wasting energy at this point. Yeah, good luck. It's such a slippery slope because as we talked about a couple of days ago, I talked about, you know, the ramifications if this is true. And it's still, again, all this is allegations reporting from multiple entities, but not that the evidence is piling up because you can't officially call it that, but there isn't been a Let's report. Let's just assume they're true. Yeah, there, there hasn't been a report that's been like, oh, well, this is a little blown over proportion or ah, that was actually proved incorrect. Like, it's just piles and piles of stuff that just doesn't look good for Michigan. But if the consequences don't come this year, 
it's not going to hurt the people actually responsible for this. Because as you indicated, if it comes down on Harbaugh, whether it be a suspension or vacated or a postseason ban in the future, he's not going to be punished. He's going to go on to the NFL. It's going to be the current players who may just leave anyway, but it's going to be the next administration and the next coaching staff that gets the brunt of this, not Jim Harbaugh. So if you want to actually punish who's been doing it this season, you have to come down with it, but can you? And let's just face it. The University of Michigan could be the ones to punish Jim Harbaugh and this staff. The University of Michigan might tell Jim Harbaugh, you may as well leave right now because you're about to get fired. You're not going to promote any of these assistant coaches or coordinators as your head coach. They're not going to take the place of Harbaugh if this is the case, because if all these reports are true and whatever reports we still have to come, if everything is true, let's just pretend for a minute. Jim Harbaugh is probably not coming back. He probably won't be welcomed back. These are serious offenses. Yet I've made the point this week on the show You can't change history. So if Michigan goes on and is allowed to play in a Big Ten championship and hoist this trophy above their head, NCAA championship, hoist the trophy above their head, they did it. It's over. It's over. It's the last episode of the docuseries. They raised the trophy above their heads, and they get the last laugh because they're all gone, but they still got to raise a trophy above their heads. And you can put whatever asterisks you want on it. It just doesn't matter because you can't change what already happened. And then all the administration gets punished. The players still get their ring, I guess. But that that's the unfortunate part. These kids playing football, they don't, they don't know right from wrong. They're going to get all this pressure on them, and, and they got all these people coming at them, and they didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't like the players are out here stealing signs, and they're not going to tell their coaches, you know what, I don't think what you're doing is right morally. No, you're not going to tell your coaches about that. They might not even know. That's what I'm most intrigued about, how much, and it's I'm sure going to be investigated into, how much the players knew of what was going on. Because, again, and you've mentioned it, not the players' fault. This is a coaching staff that's doing it, and maybe the players were under the impression that, oh, it is legal, or, oh, they've been coerced into the fact that, well, every team does it, and that and that's been the explanation from the coaching staff, but how much did they know? Were there players, you know, because you and I, I don't know if you have any buddies on that team or anything. I don't. I, I don't know to what extent they knew about this. And if they knew there were interns and, and lower-level staff that went out to different games when they were playing. Like when, when the Michigan game was going on, there were lower-level staffers at other Big Ten games, at other games around the country. Right. That's if, still up in the air. That still hasn't been, uh, I guess, conclusive yet, what the players know about it. And again, you, you, can't, you can't fault them as much as you can as the coaching staff. Right. But... I'm, I am definitely intrigued to see uh, whether they knew or not. And, and it sucks because it sucks for these players because say they go on to win a national championship or a Big Ten championship, whatever you want, and they take that away. It, it, the players weren't sign-stealing, nor was the coaching staff the remainder of this season. From this point going forward, I can almost guarantee they're not still using this sign-stealing system. They can't. They're under a microscope. And if these players still go out and win whatever awards they want, J.J. McCarthy still wins the Heisman, whatever, and then that stuff gets stripped away from the players, that's what sucks. Because it's, like you said, it's not like they have any idea. They probably just think, wow, our coaches are pretty good. 
they do the best scouting in the world. Like they are, they know the team's plays. It's not like they are aware of what to what extent they're going through. I mean, even if, even if they are aware, they probably don't know it's legal and or, or what's what's legal and what's not legal. NCAA bylaws is like a seven hundred page book. Yeah, not part of the curriculum. Right. And again, it, but it will be. That's that's the tough part, though. If this comes out to be true individual awards you think would be part of it maybe i I don't know how they can't be especially because it impacts the the integrity of the game i get that but it's it's towards the integrity of the game but offensively would it would it still like yeah i mean i know i know it's uh, right now it seems like oh it's just on the defensive side of the ball it's 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 on all things they're signaling on for the opponent's defense it, it, encompa- it encompasses all three aspects, offense, defense, special teams. You, you wouldn't go, just go to steal the signs of the defense. See, there's a middle ground here. A lot of the Michigan fans are just, you know, jumping in front of Jim Harbaugh, taking bullets from him. But at this point, the shield's cracked. The shield's broken. If you're still standing in front of Jim Harbaugh, you're just going down with the ship. You're getting slashed. There, there's no defense for this anymore. If all these reports are true, you have no more shield left. You have no more argument. And I told you, I tried to defend him. But the more information we got, every report that came out, it just became harder and harder. But that's the tricky thing, where I I still can defend these players a little bit. There is some sort of middle ground. Jim Harbaugh isn't innocent. The Michigan football program isn't, the NCAA is not trying to get him. I see people posting, oh, well, what what Connor Stallion said on this text message was he did it on uh, TV. That's where he stole the signs. Yeah, that is what the text message said, but he could have done that and also had all of this investigation stuff. Like, he could have still sent all these players to different parts of the country. Well, I interpreted that as that was the early stages of it. Like, they proved right. if he could do well, it that's that way. And then, well, thank you. Uh, I, I try. Uh, <laughs> that they they that he got it from TV, and then it was like, listen, though, if we get cameras from this angle or if we're able to look from this angle, we'll be able to do it even more in depth. We'll be able to do it easier. And, and, and I that, think that was part of his convincing because I'm going under the impression that there's not a bunch of morons running the Michigan football program in terms of violating rules. Obviously, they know the game of football. They have the team that's second ranked in the nation. But you would think that this Stallions had to prove himself first. They weren't just like, oh, yeah, this volunteer who's been working here for a lot of years, you go lead this this group of whatever you want to call them, low-level staffers, interns, and and you you know we just pick out games all across the country they had to prove, uh, and I don't know how he did it, but I think he had to prove first that uh, he could do it, and then they sent him out to do it. And that comes from, oh, watching on TV and scouting right. out how you're going to scout, right? Like, well, I'm glad how you, you're someone, you, someone who's unbiased towards this, who's not from the yeah. area, can recognize something like I that. I try. Because a lot of people have blinders on. There's the people who think Jim Harbaugh is the devil in disguise, and there's people who think Jim Harbaugh is literally a saint sent from God to bless Michigan football and the United States. Well, what's tough, I, I think a lot of people are, you know, again, reading the articles, interpreting the facts. No, that's the thing. Then, I, I think there's a lot of people that aren't reading any well, of it and that's just what you reading get headlines. That, that's what you get normally. But I I think there is a, a, a maybe a sector of people, and again, you could text in 989-837-6125. I think there is a group of people that are like, I get it, I get this, I'm reading this. But screw the NCAA. <laughs> that's right, what it boils right. down to. And that's the hard thing where it's, again, a organization that... They're out to get us! 
you know, feels like it's corrupt to Michigan fans because of the previous investigation. I think this would be interpreted by the Michigan fan base a lot different if the previous investigation didn't go the way it did. 100%. Where it got boiled down to cheeseburgers. <laughs> you know? It sure was tasty. It was. Very Just great. The cheeseburgers are trying to get you us. The, the only <laughs> other thing, too, by the way, and this was floated out today on the huge show, which you can listen to three for uh, three to six here on the Mitt. Should Michigan get out in front of this? They got out in front of the uh, quote unquote cheeseburger thing, the self imposed suspension. You just let you just sit back. Well, you're, you you're just s- wait. Well, the, I guess the <laughs> argument is you're self incriminating if you're silent, but you yeah. you can't make a statement that's false. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, if you do that, well, then, like if you come out as a school and, and say a false statement, knowing it's false, that's where you get yourself in even more trouble. That's why Jim Harbaugh's still being investigated for the. COVID period illegal recruiting thing because he kept telling the NCAA he had no idea about it. It's the same way he said about this Connor Stallions thing. He said he had no idea about it. I seriously doubt that's true at this point. This seems like a heavy operation with a ton of details. It's just page one of the Michigan manifesto, which is still like the craziest thing to me about this entire thing. And he's a 600 page document yeah, wh- about wh- how he wants to run this program. Once that gets published, your boy's going to Barnes <laughs> and Nobles and reading that one, man. I can't wait. I mean, I honestly, honestly, not to get ahead of ourselves because you know I'm already seeing commercials. But if you get that me, if you get me that for Christmas, Ben, I'm gonna be a happy camper. <laughs> Frick Sports Bar text line nine eight nine eight three seven six one two five. We've still got Michigan State tickets to give away. We've still got NFL picks to get to week eight. Zero teams on the bye. We'll have some information, some bets about every single game on the slate. No Brad Tunney, but he sent his picks in. What a kind gentleman he is. Next, we'll talk about the debut, the season debut of Mr. Cade Cunningham. Are the Pistons wasting this guy's entire career and all his talents? We'll keep it going on the forward, uh, on the payoff presented by the Forward Corporation. Back to the payoff. All right, John, it's that time of the week. Time to give away something nice. This week, four Michigan State tickets to next Saturday's game against Nebraska. I think we've got a winner. Heidi from Freeland, congratulations. You're going to the Michigan State game. What a great week, uh, month it's been for these uh, these giveaways, John. We're going to keep this thing going. All these different winners going home with prizes every Thursday. I mean, we started out with the uh, Lions tickets and then some Pistons jerseys, and we've had the, the obviously now Michigan State as well. It's been good. Every Thursday, 32, which the payoff, right? 3-2 count, 632 every Thursday program. Are we going to have to explain stuff. that every no, Thursday I just, I just like, you know, it's, it's a stroke of genius, so uh, I just like keep uh, – I, I like to keep plugging it as much as I can. Uh, but, no, we appreciate you listening. We want to give back. We want giveaways. We want to be your home for local sports, and that means bringing you to – the biggest events in the area. And it's been, uh, you know, a lot of fun to see the engagement and a lot of people keep texting in, keep texting in. One of these days will be you, but uh, Heidi and Freeland breaks uh, w- what I was calling, I guess the, uh, the Auburn curse. Cause it was a lot of Auburn. Uh, right. F- I think the first three winners out-, out of our random selection. So, so congratulations, Heidi, more fun stuff to give away every single Thursday. So continue to listen, continue to text in, continue to have a good time. Let's keep this thing rolling though. John, I'm watching the Pistons last night, as I often do. Of course, yeah. One game in, so very often from you. Right, right. Listen, I I get it. There's a lot of people out there that don't want to hear me talk about basketball. So I'm going to be honest. This is probably the last time we're going to talk about the Pistons 
for a while because they're not going to give us a reason to. The Pistons are and have been one of the worst NBA franchises and really one of the worst sports franchises in the last 15 years. They've made the playoffs once. What's even worse is they've gone over 500 once. Take take the playoff thing back. I screwed that up. They've gone over 500 once in the last 15 years. That's miserable. That that's just awful. And there's no light at the end of the tunnel with this team. And you watched the Pistons last night, John. We forced you to. Oh yeah. Your we duct taped your eyes open, and we yeah. forced you to watch. Cade Cunningham is special. Cade Cunningham is ready to win now. Guy's a baller. In year three, you watched Cade Cunningham in his first game in a little less than a year. Missed most of last year with a shin injury. He's ready to go. He's ready to compete. 30 points, nine assists. Down four, down 13 in the fourth quarter when Cade Cunningham checks in. Ends up being a one-point game against the defending Eastern Conference champions. He's ready to go. Yet the Pistons have failed to set him up to succeed. They have failed to give him a supporting cast. And you can give whatever BS excuse. To, oh, you got to wait. You got to let everyone develop. Ivy and dirt. No. No. They've been awful for five straight years. This is going to be year five of no playoffs. Second longest drought. What has Troy Weaver done since he's taken over as general manager? 2021, second worst record in the NBA. 2022, third worst record in the NBA. 2023, worst record in the NBA. At what point can we look at Troy Weaver and please ask him to leave? He has failed to put together a competent team around Cade Cunningham, who I've I've said it three times already. He's ready to go. I don't mean ready to compete. I mean ready to win. He is that special of a player. We've seen it. He's shown flashes of it in his rookie season. He's going to show it all season, and he's got no help. The Pistons are rolling out Killian Hayes still and asking him to be basically Cade Cunningham's Robin to Cade Cunningham being the Batman. It's just unacceptable. Anthony Edwards in his third season last year averaged 26, 4, and 6. That seems more than achievable for Cade Cunningham this year. Just dissected the Miami Heat last night. They couldn't stop him. He was the best player on the floor last night in a game that consisted not one, but two All-Stars. And Jimmy Butler, one of the best players in the NBA over the last decade. Yet, Cade Cunningham, 22-year-old, was the best player on the floor. What has Troy Weaver done in the last four years as being general manager? I, I kid you not, outside of draft day, nothing. Boyan Bogdanovich for Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee is this guy's best move. Boyan Bogdanovich can't move the needle for you. And if you're claiming, oh, well, maybe they won that game last night if Boyan's playing. Boyan Bogdanovich playing versus not playing shouldn't determine your season. Breaking news, he's not that great. And I'm getting worked up about it because I like basketball. 
I like watching good basketball teams, and the Pistons haven't been a good basketball team in God knows how many years. 2007 was the last time. You can pretend those Blake Griffin years were fun basketball teams. They just weren't. Cade Cunningham has potential to be one of the best players in this franchise's history. That's closer than people realize. And he's never going to be great in the way Isaiah Thomas was. He's never going to be an all-timer if he doesn't win. But in terms of talent, in terms of what a player can do on the court, in terms of the skill, the offensive skill players have, Cade Cunningham is probably already one of, the, one of the 10 best Pistons. And he's only in his third year. He's going to keep getting better every single game. And yet, they're asking Killian Hayes and Jaden Ivey, who seems to be a bum, to help this guy out. Here you go, Cade Cunningham. Here's a bunch of trash to help you win basketball games. Let's just hope everyone gets better next year. Yay! Make some moves. I'm, I, I'm sick and tired of watching bottom five basketball. I'm so, No more rookies. It's been five straight years of picking in the top five. It, it's been five straight years of lottery picks. At what point do you try to put together a winning roster? At what point do you stop bottoming, bottoming out in the last month of the season to try to get a better draft pick? Because at some point, it's, it, you can't just rely on your draft picks to be the only people contributing on your team. Make some moves. Joe Harris is not a move. Joe Harris is someone you add to your team when you're already a title contender, when you need one more shooter. Not someone you add to your team in an offseason and say, congratulations, this 17-win team just got to 18 wins. Cade Cunningham is probably the best 22-year-old in the league. And yet the Pistons have decided we're not going to help him succeed in any way, shape, or form. I'm done with waiting. I don't want to wait any longer. Forgive me for being impatient, but it's been four straight years of watching a garbage basketball product. And yet, we're probably not going to talk about them for a long time. Want to know why? Because they give us no reason to. You saw it yesterday, John. Okay. Kate Cunningham is a special talent in this league. 30 points, nine assists. Yet, he's probably, probably going to finish with one of the worst records in the league this year. Monte Morris, you got to see him in the fold, right? Nine eight nine eight three seven six one two five. All from you, but one game where they competed against the Heat and it's 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 over. They're just not gonna. They're just not gonna take a step. In John, the right who direction. is who is the Pistons' second best player on the floor last night? <laughs> Joe Harris. No, uh, exactly. Probably Durin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I like Durin. But like, what about beef at, stew? But at the same time, you you can't just expect everyone's gonna get better, and we're gonna keep this core around for a long time, and and eventually everyone's gonna get really good. Come on, a loss Make by one point moves. to the defending Eastern Conference champ. Make some real moves. Make some real moves to try to get better. <laughs> no more waiting. I'm done. Forgive wow. me for being impatient. Please make some real basketball moves. Get some real basketball players in the building. I I don't want to pick in the top five again. Sorry. Forgive me. <laughs> Try to make some moves. Just that's all I got to say, Troy Weaver. And if you don't, bye. You are done this year if we're picking in the top five this year.
in the summer, if the Pistons have a top five draft pick, hell, let's just say in February, if they're not at least still competing for a play-in tournament, I'm not asking you to make the play-in. I'm not giving you unrealistic goals. I'm not begging. I'm not saying you have to make the playoffs to determine a successful season. But for the love of God, if this is one of the worst teams in the NBA again, get Troy Weaver out of here and bring in someone who actually wants to win basketball games instead of keep getting all these fun draft picks. I'm done with it. Frick Sports Bar text line 989-837-6125. NFL picks next. You're listening to the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. All right, I got to catch my breath after that little rant. Oof, Pistons getting you fired up. Well, I like basketball, and I don't like when my basketball teams suck and have players that suck on them. So we'll move on. Uh, Now, before we hit the text line, uh, you younger folks will come to realize that unless you overpay, you can't get free agents to come to an undesirable destination like Detroit. First of all, ouch. I'll continue reading. It's the same for the Lions and the Tigers. Red Wings are somewhat different because we're an American city close to Canada. Here's where I, A, I disagree with football. I genuinely don't think it matters whatsoever where free agents go in football. It's wherever the most money is. And that's, there's just so much apparent evidence of that. But yeah, when you're, you're right. When it comes to basketball, it's hard to bring in free agents uh, to Detroit when your team is awful and has no reason to bring people there. But I'm not asking you to go sign these megastar free agents. It's almost impossible to do it. You, you know who Regardless else? of what team you are, whether you're Detroit, whether you're Phoenix, most of the time, these free agents aren't on the market because they're really good at basketball. They get locked up with extensions way early. Ben, do, do you know what team for, the, for pretty much the entirety of the 2000s hasn't been able to lure a big star in the NBA? Who? The New York Knicks. Exactly. What's wrong with New York? Exactly. I, people aren't like, oh, I don't want to go there. It's because they don't have a winning team. They can't foster a winning right. culture. And also, That's what you I, have I'm to build, and then the stars you, come. And I'm also not asking you to go sign free agents. Make some trades. Yep. That's where teams get success. That's where teams put together in the middle of this. I mean, look at KD's been dealt. I'm not asking you to go get KD, but you can put together tra- – Bojan Bogdanovic can't be your blockbuster trade for the year. Go bring in some young talent. Go find some teams that are – Looking to get rid of guys, like go get, go bring in Kuz, something. Kuzma, get some competent players in here because I don't want to watch Killian Hayes play basketball anymore. Forgive me. Let's hit another text. Uh, you can call me Fitzy. I'm a Sparty fan, but it feels like this is a witch hunt on Michigan. Ironic how this is all coming out now when it's been going on for what thirty games. If this is all true, Jim H is guilty. Then fire him and the whole staff. Also, where can I make my picks for the NFL? Uh, I send them you, in on Facebook. Uh, you can just comment them, send them in the, on Facebook. Well, That's ask, what we're about to do. Is he we asking where to send his picks or where maybe to bet? We'll take them. Hey, listen, I need some bet insider on FanDuel. info. Yeah, you can, <laughs> no, you can send in your... Like, don't tell you, them to do that. Well, if you, no, I don't, well, I don't know if he's asking where to bet, like what app, or if he's asking where can I submit my picks. You can submit your picks right here. If you've got, if you've got a yeah. little Any tidbit, of our social medias. Or, or just text it in. If you've got a tidbit, I mean, then go for it. Brad needs the help, so. You like, need the help. What, 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 you what, what, have what, the worst record. By one game, and, and this is we're about to do the NFL picks, ladies and gentlemen, you and Brad are 9-9. Nine and nine. I'm 8-10, and ten, but last week I went 4-2. and two. You guys can and go on 500. Losing. That's a winning week last week, baby. That's a winning week. <laughs> I had the Patriots. And Brad's like, yeah, no, Buffalo minus 8.5. I had the Pats. They won. 
So if you're, you know, four and two week, I'm on the come up. I'm on the come up. Let's get, <laughs> let's get into them, Ben. Let's keep it rolling. Let's do, do it. Do you have that awful Fox music? Oh, did, oh my goodness. Of course I do. You can't forget about the Fox music. It's essential Saying to the it's NFL it's awful, picks. by the way. Huh? It's pretty awful. There it is. All right. First game. Let's hit the NFL. No buys this week. Thursday night football. We've got 10 minutes. Tampa Bay plus nine and a half at Buffalo. This game is in an hour or so. You can listen to it right here on 100.9 FM. John, are you in or are you out? Oh, I'm in on this one. I just ridiculed Brad, Brad for taking the Bills, uh, who lost to the Patriots last week. But the Buccaneers, I really don't believe in. The line is minus nine and a half with this game in Orchard Park, New York. And when I first looked at it, I thought it was like, wow, that's a big line. But then you look at what Tampa's offense has done over the last couple of weeks. In a game where I think Buffalo has really the skill advantage when facing the Bucs defense at all positions, you saw this Bucs defense against the Lions offense. I think the Bills offense is a step up from that. And even with Allen being you know, pretty turnover pro uh, or uh, pretty heavy on turnovers in the first couple of weeks of this season, I still believe in Buffalo at home to rebound. That's what they have to do tonight. And even though I favored the dogs last week and the underdogs have been good across the NFL, I'm going to go with Buffalo minus nine and a half today. Like you last week, Ben, I want to start out one and oh before we even get to Sunday. As you are speaking that Vita Veg is inactive tonight. There There's a little point for Buffalo. Uh, I'm out on that game. We're moving on Philly at Washington, Philly minus seven, a whole touchdown and extra point favorites in the U S capital. Are you in or are you out? I'm out. I could see this game being closer than people believe, but I just saw the commanders lose to my giants, Ugh. but I'm out 40 sacks through seven games for Sam Howell 40 nice on pace to destroy the NFL record for sacks taken by quarterback. Yeah, I know there's one more game, but he's on pace to demolish the record. He's lost a 267 yards in those sacks against this Eagles front seven. I'm taking the Eagles. I don't care how much they're Ooh. laying. Give me the Eagles. Win big. Minus seven. Uh, Jacksonville on the road at Pittsburgh. Jacksonville is favorites. Minus two and a half. Are you in or are you out? I'm out, but Brad is in. I don't have a factoid, but I think he's going to say, listen, the AFC North, the Steelers have played uh, pretty good. They've been play, they play pretty good. You know, two and a half with the hook, you know, two in the hook. Uh, I, I, I think, I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence, eh? We're going to go with Pittsburgh. So he has Pittsburgh plus two and a half. Uh, I'm out. I really like this game, though. I, I'll be I'll be locked into this game, especially no Lions on at one o'clock. I'll enjoy it. I'll probably end up betting on it. Next game, <laughs> Texans on the road against Carolina. CJ Stroud, three and a half point favorites over Bryce Young. Are you in or are you out? Yeah, this, this is a weird one. I'm going to watch it. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. That actually matchup intrigues me in, in this week where there's just not a lot of quarterback talent playing in the NFL right. at this current juncture, but I am out on it. Tough to get a read on either of these squads. CJ Stroud really might be one of like the 13 best quarterbacks in the NFL. Already. 13, odd number. If well, I don't know. It feel, it just feels like there's a lot of horrible quarterbacks that I watch on Sundays, which wasn't the case like two years ago. But now there's just like 15 active quarterbacks that are like trying to lose their team games, including this next one. Saints. Derek Carr. One point favorites in Indianapolis going against the Colts in Gardner Minshew. What do you think? Are you in or are you out? Yeah, I'm out on this one. Brad is in Saints oh, minus God. one. Why? Uh, did ha- did he watch Derek Carr last uh, week? Ben, Ben, relax. Uh, I'll tell you why. I think it's because New Orleans, they're a dome team. They're going to a dome. I drafted Anthony Richardson in fantasy, and that's why I sucked this year. Yeah, uh, that's why. I think I'm going with New Orleans minus one. 
you're in. Well, I was being Brad there. You got to listen. Oh. I changed my cadence and everything. I'm out, but Brad is in. That was Brad. All right. I cannot fathom putting money on Derek Carr after watching last Thursday night. Uh, Los Angeles Rams heading to Jerry World to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys at home are six and a half point favorites. Are you in or are you out? Yeah, I'm actually in on this one. Uh, Not too much of a reason. It's just I don't believe in the Cowboys. And Cooper Cup's back with the Rams. Good receiving core. Uh, Even though the Rams just have running backs that continue to get hurt. Uh, Henderson Jr. was fine last week. I'm I'm starting him in fantasy. I know no one cares. But But I'm going with L.A. to cover the six and a half. I I needed a dog this week. And I feel like they're the dog to go into Dallas and cover that plus six and a half where it stands right now. I like it, but I'm out. Uh, Here we go. Here's your team. Oh, boy. The battle of new york technically the giants are the home team they share a stadium though the jets are favored by three against the new york football giants are you in or are you out yeah i mean I, I hate being in uh or i'm not i'm not in on this but obviously i'm gonna be very invested giants still don't know who they're gonna start uh it's probably gonna be uh tt to rod taylor but uh, this this matchup has no juice for me. I wish it did. I don't know what to you know uh, pick in this one, and I don't believe in new in the Giants by any means. You believe in the Jets though? Huh? Uh, I'm coming in, taking uh, the Jets minus three and a half. For some reason, I can't figure out uh, the minus Giants three. minus three. Minus three. Uh, for some reason, the Giants have 71 percent of the money on them. I have no idea why. I had no clue. The Jets are coming off a bye. Ex- yeah. The Jets have played the toughest schedule in the league and are somehow three and three. The Giants lose by an average of 12 points a game. Give me the Jets. Our, quick question, because we got to fly through these. Are there usually more Jets or Giants fans at games where they play each other at MetLife? Or is it, it 50-50? It, it depends. I mean, I wouldn't call it 50-50 because it's a Giants home game. I expect more Giants fans there. But the Jets will have their contingency, especially because they're good this year or better than being really bad. Sure. Atlanta Falcons on the road against the Tennessee Titans. It sounds to me like Malik Cun- or Malik Willis and Will Levis are both going to be playing with Ryan Tannehill out. They're two and a half point dogs at home. In or out? Yeah, no, I'm out. Brad's out too. I just, I, I, don't I, care I refuse to is. give I don't the Falcons have already burned me. I refuse. Uh, I'm going with Atlanta here. When you've already announced a week in advance that you're playing two different quarterbacks, I'm just taking the other team. The public's on the Titans. The Titans have failed to score 16 points back-to-back weeks. Give me Atlanta. All right, moving on. New England Patriots. Gross. Plus nine and a half in Miami. Looking to bounce back after losing to the Eagles on Sunday Night Football last week. In or out? I'm out. Brad's in because for some reason he's betting against the Patriots again, even though he lost. But he is going to go Dolphins minus nine and a half. Believes in Tua and them boys. He loves these giant spreads. For some reason. For some reason. Uh, yeah, I'm also out on this. Minnesota at Green Bay. You know my rule. I don't like betting on division games. Minnesota's minus one and a half on the road at Green Bay. This line has moved all over the place. Uh, way too weird for me. I'm out. Yeah, I am in on this one. I'm picking the Vikings minus one and a half as a road favorite. The Vikings defense has been really bad. They actually have given up the second uh, most completions to opposing quarterbacks, and Denver's the worst team in NFL history in doing that, but the Vikings are not too far behind. But you know who can't complete passes? Jordan Love and the Packers. Half the quarterbacks in the league. Green Bay's 31st in completion percentage. I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to move the ball. It's fine weather in Lambeau. I think Minnesota coming off a good win against San Francisco. They are going to cover minus one and a half. Brad thinks the other way. I don't know why. But he has the Packers as uh, plus one and a half. All right, moving on. Flying through these last few. Cleveland Browns. 
Sounds like no Deshaun Watson. Plus three and a half in Seattle. Who you got? No one. We're out. I'm out as well. Good game, though. Good game. Bengals plus four and a half in San Francisco. Sounds like Brock Purdy's going to miss this one with a concussion. The line has moved uh, considerably. It was six, I believe, it opened up at, and now it's plus four and a half for the Bengals. Well, we have it at plus three and a half. I'm out on this one, so it's bad. I'm out as well. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, minus nine and a half in a dome. I know you like to bring up the dome stuff. In Arizona, maybe the worst team in the league. In or out? I'm out. I am out as well. Moving on, Kansas City at Denver, playing twice in a three-week span. Last time they were Thursday Night Football, I took Kansas City. We won by the skin of our teeth. It was 10 and a half. They won by 11. Let's go back, double dip, try to win some more money on this one. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is 12 and 0 against this awful, awful Broncos team. Uh, if I get burned because the Chiefs lose, so be it. Yeah, that's my feeling too. I'm also with Kansas City. Brad is out. Chicago Bears on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers Sunday Night Football. Out. Chicago is eight and a half point dogs. Out. <laughs> I'm also out. Last one. Oh. Well, before we get to college, uh, let's fly through this. Detroit Lions, we'll have more on this on Monday. Seven and a half point favorites against the Raiders. I I don't feel as well as I should for this, but I'm going with the Lions to cover home. It's big Monday night game on national TV. Brad is with the Lions. And Ben, I have a hunch that you are too. Yeah, I'm with the Lions on this. Uh, Raiders offense hasn't scored more than 20 points at all this season. Josh McDaniels trying to get this team to lose more games. He maybe wants to be fired. I, I think he might hate his life there. Sure. Tyson Badgett scored 30 points against this team last week. I think Jared Goff's very capable. They're going to take some anger out on the Raiders. Get their coach fired. Michigan State. Who do you have? Michigan State, Minnesota. I'm riding with my boy Fleck, baby. Row the boats. Michigan State, seven-point dogs. I'm actually taking Michigan State, believe it or ah. not. Minnesota's the 129th out of 133 teams in terms of passing yards. They only complete 53% of those. Uh, just take away the run. That's all you got to do. And I think Michigan State's going to cover, not win, kind of like that Rutgers game. Yeah. Those are our NFL Week 8 picks hopefully you can make some money along with us we'll be back tomorrow until then let's throw it to the coaches yeah, show out at northwood that's where we're going northwood coaches show t-mac is at frick's sports bar ej arnold uh, associate head coach is with him he's got a whole array of guests as well and that's where we're going to send it to frick's uh, sports bar where our boy t-mac is this is the northwood coaches show